Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Alpha Theta Flow podcast. This is Flow 692 and today I am talking about uh, ego and muscle tension, which is weird. Here's something that I want to float by you. Muscle tension is a form of embodied ego. Hmm, what do I mean by that? So uh, let me first define ego and then I'll define muscle tension because neither one is negative at all. In fact, both are really, really important. So when I'm referring to ego, I mean the, the structures that we hold in mind to understand reality. Uh, language is a form of egoic structures. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. It was it was completely designed and built and, and, and it's a form of technology from humans, um, which is amazing. It's a way that we can communicate with our, our, our external world and then understand our internal reality. So when I talk about ego, it's not like it's a bad thing because that even thinking ego is bad is is the is it's the ego it's the tongue tasting itself right it's the teeth biting itself not the top teeth and the bottom teeth that's weird right it's the tip of my finger touching itself like that it's it's it uh, it's soap washing itself anyway i could keep going i'm gonna stop so the key thing here is that when i refer to the term ego i mean in this example, difficulties that we haven't yet worked through or things that we literally um, carry with us, right? And if you ever hear me say, I mean, if you if, if it, you don't see it as a problem, just carry on. I'm also actually tongue-in-cheek saying, keep carrying it with you until there's enough weight on your shoulders, right? Back-breaking difficulties, literally, that you uh, you decide that you want a different result. And that's what I mean when I say carry on, right? And so when I look at this, it's like muscle tension. Now, muscle tension is also really important because without any muscle tension, um, you're dead. Like your body's probably dead at least anyway because even if you're relaxed, there's still a certain level of muscle tension. So muscle tension, I'm not saying it in a negative sense. Even when there's a ball and a knot, what I'm getting at is how well attuned are you to your actual physical body? So a really important part of, of your your existence, obviously, but also where your current location is, where, you, where you're currently experiencing. You're experiencing the world through the five senses you have access to. And one of those is kinesthetic. You have this meat skeleton. How well attuned are you to it? And so you'll find that when you're more stressed, you have more muscle tension. Yet if you're more stressed... Those stresses often exist within what I would refer to as the matrix, the matrix that we live in, that we choose to also exist in. And and I think that's a healthy thing to exist in because it gives us a chance to interact, to play, to to exist, to, to build a career, to, to do art. I think it's also healthy to learn how to move out of the matrix and, and see life as it is rather than as we are and as we've been told how to be, Right? And our ability to do that is through things like meditation, is through things like yoga. It's through work in practices. Working out practices is great because it allows us to do more and experience more in life. And I love that, especially when it's for a purpose. But the difficulty is if we don't have a work in practice is that we start to embody this ego. I see it in physical structures. Like it's it's phenomenal. You look at the using the Enneagram as an example of a personality type indicator. Different typologies have different physical structures, right? 
It's really, really quite fascinating. I'm not going to go into that to here. This doesn't, it's not long enough and we don't have any diagrams. We don't have any of that to justify it. It's stuff that I work with, with the coaches to identify and observe and to inquire into, not to label, right? But it's so fascinating that, that, that muscle tension is a form of embodied ego. And if that's useful for you, carry on. If it's not useful for you, if it causes some difficulties or pains, right, then maybe it's time to build in a work-in practice because it's so funny that some of the most stubborn people are literally like tight, muscular tight. That's like they're so used to being rigid, right? It's really quite funny. But people that just kind of, you know, they're relaxed, they go with the flow, all that, t- all the wording is already, it sounds like it's some form of liquid. And they're so bendy, right? They eat bendy food. <laughs> it's it's all of that. And it's not about one's better than the other. I, I, I really believe that you can build this beautiful workout and work in practice that's going to be relevant for what it is you want to do with your life. Not what I think you should do for your life. That's the important part. It is yours. It is yours to, to take, to, to apply, to play, to tweak, to grow, to develop, to intimately know. But I want to offer you a couple of work-in practices to maybe integrate into what you're doing, right? There's, there's three that really come to mind. One is a form of stretching. It can be yoga, right it, it, it's it doesn't matter it could be romwood if you're familiar with romwood i think there's gowood you could just be your own stretching you could join a, another stretching class of sorts people might go what about pilates sure i think pilates is is a great form of actual strength training because it's training uh, stability muscles so that we can actually be strong um is it stretching? Do we get stretching components from it? Probably. Is it work in? I'm not sure. I think that's a really individual thing to consider because we get stretching qualities from actually Olympic lifting and from gymnastics. But is that a stretching practice? Is that is that a slow work in practice of you getting connected to your body's ability to, to create range and you to actually... Um, create stability throughout that range. And so that's a really important thing to understand that flexibility and mobility are two different things. Flexibility might be the range about a joint. Your mobility is your ability to stabilize that joint through range, right? That you're moving deliberately through that range. And that leads into the second part, which is whilst you're doing that, but also whilst you do do your workout, right? So at Funk, we're starting to build in this idea that there's as the session goes, the first component of it, which is often a cardio component to warm up, that's your buffer. That's where you get to use that as a practice of leaving the day behind and becoming present to where you're at and what you're about to do. The next is, and you can do that while you're doing it, is to mentally prime yourself. I'm going to actually talk about all of this through another podcast anyway, but mentally prime yourself and we start to physically prime, which is actually not just ticking the, the, the exercises on the board, right, based upon the arbitrary standards of what whatever warm-ups are on the board. It's actually going, as you go through these movements, how is your body feeling? Not just like, how are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? Is the dog happy with you? It's not that. It's going, can you feel both? Do you know what your glutes feel like? Do you know what your glute max feels like? Because that's different to your glute med and your glute min. Do you even know what these muscles are? And if not, that's okay because that's what I want to work with you on today. Do you know how to get more out of your inside hamstring? Can you connect to your body? 
and using your warm-up as an opportunity to do that. So movement and play can actually absolutely be a chance for you to connect with your body, feel different areas of tightness, feel different areas of weakness, feel different areas of strength and get connected and understand all of that because I, I can see, but it's up to you to feel. It's a kinesthetic sense. It's a sense in the same way that talking to ourselves, smelling, tasting, hearing, all that sort of stuff. Seeing, obviously, one of the most obvious ones. Really important. And then we've got a breathing practice. You could do some Wim Hof. You could learn meditation. You could you could get a Muse device to measure your brain waves. But it's a breathing practice. Your breath is so crucial to your overall health. And if you haven't already, read Breath by James Nestor and go play with it. But having these working practices allows you to balance ego with, well what you really are so you can show up even more and that's what I hope for you and on that note team I'm done thank you very much for tuning in if you found this podcast beneficial it would mean the world to me if you would pass it on to someone else who you think would also find it beneficial if you haven't already you can grab a copy of my book Mining Yourself anywhere online that sells books or at alphathetaflow.com if you would like one personally signed by me if you're an athlete a coach or you're a high performer and you're wanting to find out how to find your flow then check out alphathetaflow.com and get in touch because I'd love to have a chat with you. But that's it from me. Big love, peace, and pizza. I will see you all soon.